Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 354. We're talking stories of launching and marketing a virtual kitchen with Chef Ready. This is part three of three. Tell Your Best Story, episode number 13. As you've been following along with this, we've met uh, the Chef Ready team. We've met uh, the tenants from Chef Ready. We're going to meet a few more of those tenants today. Uh, something that I'm grateful for because we do so much work of Esther behind the scenes that you all never get to see, that never makes it to the show, that we don't hear about. And so we've been able to work with all of these tenants over the last months and months and months to be able to get them uh, ready to open. And as always, we're digging into those stories, you know, there that get clear on process for us, get clear on your message, get clear on who we serve, get clear on what's on the menu, among other things. And so I'm excited to introduce you to some more people that I've gotten to know, uh, that Andrew, that Sophie, that Corey, that our team has gotten to know over these months of doing what we do, trying to bring entrepreneurs, food entrepreneurs to the forefront and, uh, and unveil and share those human ex stories, those human experiences that are everything for what we do at Best Serve. So uh, we're gonna be hearing from Alejandra from Localetta. We're gonna be hearing from Jonathan with Cantoke and Mark from Angry Bear. So no further ado, we'll bring in Alejandra Gonzalez from Localetta. Alejandra, good to see you. Hola, hola Jensen, good to see you too. <laughs> <laughs> right, so so anybody who follows Best Served is gonna know Alejandra because Alejandra is the host of Best Served en Español our Spanish exclusive show. So you're you're a pro at this. You've been on now. How many shows have we done? Eight? Eight I, shows? Yeah, eight, nine. Mm -hmm. So so grateful that you get to be a, a new voice for the industry, a voice that's connected to our bilingual, our uh, Latina community who are the bedrock, the lifeblood foundation of this industry. So really grateful for that. But now we get to talk about you a little bit more. We get to talk about Localetta a little bit more. So everybody who hasn't met you, give us a little bit of an introduction and uh, tell us about Localetta. Sure. So Localeta is an organic Mexican paleteria that I am starting here in Denver. Uh, basically, I, I dreamed of having a paleteria for about 10 years, but now it's actually, you know, this, the story and my business idea has evolved as I have evolved. Um, Mexican paletas are very popular in Mexico and other parts in the United States, like California, New York, uh, where most of the Latino uh, populations where there is bigger Latino populations. Um, mm -hmm. So I have very different and delicious flavors coming your way. <laughs> Excited about that. This is such a personal journey for you. Mm -hmm. And and that's important for us to always highlight this, you know, in the episode, we'll make sure the episode that I introduced you as the host of Esther de Espanol, uh, we'll make sure Sophie will drop that into the links. You know, it was very personal for you. There was, there was your abuelita, your grandmother, who very much was a food entrepreneur and and had that same DNA that that same same entrepreneurial spirit that you do 
uh, was also in the space of creating some some delicious desserts, right? And then, and then your father as well was somebody that was really instrumental for you. Talk about that for a moment. How this is such just not just starting a food business, right. not even just celebrating your Mexican heritage, which is important, and introducing that to Denver. It's very much like you are the next generation. You are you are bringing something to life that was already in the works before you were born, even. Yeah, that's that's right. So my my grandma had always had a tiendita back in Mexico, and the corner store is where you know people will get their leche, tortillas, pan, like the daily essentials. And my dad had paleterias, and so he is the one who actually taught me how to make ice cream, how to make paletas, and I just fell in love with the industry. So yes, it's something that I do strongly believe it's in my DNA, and now I'm just here to share that love. In Denver, you know. For yes, that. that's what it's all about. We want that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Like, look, the flavors, the paletas, they better be fire. They better be delicious. They better be on point. They better bring that value. And and I believe that that what you're doing absolutely will. Yet the thing that makes it not just a commoditized food product is that story. It's what we value more than anything is that story. And so really appreciate you bringing that to life. There's another wrinkle, another layer. Your first generation college student here in the United States that very much set the tone for you and who you are. You're very you're looking to pay that for it as well. Talk about that for just a moment. Yeah, so um, Localeta is a um, mission-driven brand, and it, that means basically that we are committed to serving uh, our communities. So Localeta serves as a bridge to help immigrant and refugee first-generation college students achieve their academic goals. I am doing that because, as you mentioned, I was first-generation immigrant uh, college student in the United States, and uh, finding financial resources for me, like scholarships or or grants or loans was extremely difficult. So I am now using what I have learned throughout this 10 years. And I, I, you know, I'm committed to paying it forward. 15% of our total revenue would be allocated for scholarships. It's not 1% or 2% like a lot of brands do. Like it's 15, it's a bit a significant percentage Mm -hmm. because we really do want to make a difference. That's great. Cultivating the next generation, something that you felt like you got from your grandmother, your father, your family. So I really appreciate that. All right. Let's touch on a flavor real quick. I'm excited. Growing up in Southern California, I know the the world that you speak of very well. Like after soccer games, right? We had we had chicharrones and, and paletas. Like those were the the snacks that the families would bring. And so I'm very much immersed personally. But a lot of people aren't. A lot of people don't understand me. What's what's a paleta? And what's maybe a flavor profile for you that really signifies something that you're trying to get across? I'm going to give you the one that you love, which is mango con chile. <laughs> and that's yeah. just because, because it, it reminds me so much of the mangoneadas that my grandma um, taught me how to make when I was little. And it's basically like juicy, juicy, delicious mango made into a juice. And you just make the paleta with some chile and you can have it as a snack, as even breakfast. <laughs> so you please. I love that sweet, sour, <laughs> spicy, right? And then also just for people to understand, uh, it is so much more yet a, a popsicle might be the thing that you understand currently that you currently are having. There's also uh, some flavors that'll be straight juice, some flavors that'll have that'll have dairy in them, right? Yes. And then some that, that'll be chocolate. You'll have the sweet, salty, savory. Yeah, for vegan. Kind of <laughs> All of those. 
Yes. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited about this. I cannot wait to get uh, paletas delivered uh, to us. I know I know our two boys are going to absolutely love them. And I'm very excited to always introduce them to new cultures. It's very important. And to be able to introduce them through your lens. I'm very excited about it. And I know the rest of Denver is going to be excited. So Alejandro, thanks for the work that you do with Best Served. Thanks for the work that you're going to be doing with Local Letter. Introduce us to your culture. And I'm excited to, uh, to see what happens next for you. So get in there, people. Start ordering paletas, all right? Alejandra, thank you. Thank you, Jensen. Thank you. Of course. All right, bye. Cheers. All right, everybody. Yes, paletas, paletas. Please get yourself into the mindset of the next generation of popsicle. It's time to level up people and be able to celebrate culture and be able to introduce to the Mexican culture that is so in the DNA, that food entrepreneur DNA that Alejandra has, and to be able to pay it forward to first generation college students. Uh, checks all the boxes for me. You know how important all of those elements are to me. All right, next, we're going to we're gonna keep talking family. We're going to bring in Jonathan Concia from Cantok, a Thai concept. Jonathan, good to see you. Hi, good to see you too. <laughs> all right, Jonathan. So we're, we're staying with that, that family DNA part, right? So your family uh, has been in the restaurant industry for for a couple decades now, right? In DC, you mentioned that that your parents both have been working in restaurants, and now you're the next generation bringing that forward. Uh, tell us a little bit about Kantok. What can we expect from it? What's it all about? Um, Kantok is the name of uh, the pedestal tray in uh, northern Thailand, um, where people put the food on the the top of the pedestal tray and serve as a family. Like we sit around and we share. And um, uh, my parents told me that um, people pick the best food to serve the the family to put on the the tray. Right, they like show off a little bit. So to paint a picture for everybody, these are like mesh basket kind of platters, basically that almost think of like a, a maybe a lazy susan that you might see around a kitchen table or if you're going for dim sum. And basically, it'd be small plates of different items and small little dishes, sides, pickles, different noodle dishes that then you would kind of pass around and people would taste and uh, all these different items. And it felt also, Jonathan, a lot of times different family members would prepare different items. And there's a little bit of like a family environment that may be a little bit competitive on who's got the best item on the Kantok itself. So I really appreciate that even the name of your brand was about gathering around the table, coming together, about that family uh, atmosphere that you're trying to create and recreate that people can bring into their homes. And so let's even go further. Your family is all involved, right? There's there's yourself, brother, wife, your parents are coming out to be able to support this business. Uh, what does that mean? How important is for you to have the family actually involved in the business itself? Um, this is our first business. And after I decide to open the restaurant and my parents just, um, ready to give the best recipe that they have to um for us to make sure that p um to make sure we serve people the best food i like it and so yes. and so your parents are actually moving out from dc is that correct yes okay this is this is such a great story because being an entrepreneur uh can be a little bit lonely sometimes right you have a vision for something a lot of people don't see it a lot of people doubt you and things like that uh and then your family especially when you start to have kind of first generation immigrant stories similar to what alejandro was talking about sometimes you know 
working the blue collar job or working in the restaurant or working in construction or any of these these jobs that maybe the parents had to get to be able to kind of live that American dream. They don't want their kids to be a part of that. And so the fact that your family is all behind you 100% just it gave me all the feels. I was very excited to hear that. I was also excited that you know, there's a little bit of, of, of learning. You're learning these recipes from your, your mother, you said, especially. And what does that mean to be able to then introduce people to these Thai dishes? And more specifically, what are some of the Thai dishes that you're excited to share that you're getting those recipes, you know, from your parents? Um, we are working. One of the dishes that we um, would like to share with people is called um, Khao Soi. And it's not available yet because um, we are still waiting for um, uh, one of the recipe. This is pretty hard. Uh, supply chain. And We're hearing that a lot for restaurants. Supply chain is, is rough right now. I completely understand. Right. So what will that dish be? Now Now this is a cliffhanger, a teaser for when it's available. What is this dish? Tell us about it. It's the uh, curry noodles. Um, it's similar to um, the red curry and yellow curry, like all mixed together, but it's a little bit test taste a little bit different, topped with um, crispy noodle and has some the one of the chicken thigh like in it. I love this. You can like see my face. I'm, I'm like very excited about this because I'm such a big fan of Thai food and I believe that the Denver market has a lot of potential to do better Thai, to have more Thai, to have more complexity and, and regionality in Thai food, right? You're going to have a great pad Thai. I know that you're going to do Samtang, the green papaya salad. You're going to do pad CU. Maybe that's a little bit more obscure that people might not know, but you also introduced me to several new dishes that I hadn't heard of. And I am so fired up every time I get to learn something new and be inspired by a dish that I haven't had. So I'm going to have a couple Thai dishes for the first time ever that you're cooking. I cannot tell you what that means to me personally. And for any of those adventurers out there who want to gather around the Kantok together in their home to be able to experience the Concila family's heritage, their their regionality of Thai food, I think is I think is really important. Give us one more dish. I'm fired up about these dishes. What's one more dish uh, that you think you'll be able to introduce people to that maybe they haven't had before that you and the family are really excited about? Um one one of the best we have is called uh caprao pad caprao it's i know um many thai restaurants have that but uh our recipe we let um like our family my cousin taste that they say oh this is like real real it. thai recipe this is it yep not too <laughs> sweet not too um everything is perfect yeah, actually, Cabral is one of those dishes that's buried on like the second page of menus, even that it's there. I feel like that's one of those dishes that that the cooks will eat, that that the family who owns the restaurant will eat. So I really appreciate that. Uh, your your mission to bring your culture, the authentic tie that is your experience to Denver. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited that you're going to be able to do that through the chef ready model, bring it into people's homes. And uh, and like I said, I want to see you start selling Kantokes. I want my own Kantok, branded Kantok that I can have in my home. So every time I order food, I can put everything on there properly. So I, I really appreciate that about what you're doing. So Jonathan, thank you so much for uh, bringing your region of Thai, Thailand to, uh, to Denver. Thank you. All right, take care. We'll let you go. All right, everybody.
I'm fired up. You could see my face. I, I am. It's hard for me to hide the excitement that I have for a family like that, food like that, myself being a student of, of food and the history of food and just so immersing myself in understanding the cultures and the people that bring these foods to the forefront. The fact that Jonathan introduced me to several new dishes, I'm fired up about that. You're going to be fired up about that as well. All right, let's bring in uh, Mark Bear with Angry Bear Fajita Bowls. Mark, how's it going? Hey there, how's it going? It's going great. Anytime I get to talk to food people, food operators, I'm excited and especially excited because getting to introduce uh, all of you, all the Chef Ready tenants to to Denver is, is really exciting. It's been quite a journey getting all of you to this point and it's always harder takes longer and costs more money to do anything. I think everybody in the Chef Ready family has really, really felt that. So uh, tell us, Angry Bear Fajita Bowls, what, uh, what's the experience that you're hoping about? And start with the salsas because that's where your company really started. I want to introduce people to kind of your vision for salsa and how that kind of turned into what now is Angry Bear Fajita Bowls. Yeah, so I mean, when I was uh, a child, I grew up on a pretty small Oklahoma farm. We had a lot of vegetables, and my mom was very big into canning and preserving. You know, I would spend uh, the summers in blistering 110 degree weather uh, picking green beans and tomatoes. And from that, you know, we'd have a variety of dishes, and she always made the salsa. Um, and I, you know, by the time I became a teenager, moved out of the house. I wanted to replicate that. So I, I reached out to her and said, Hey, how do I make this? And so she taught me how. And then from there, I made some adjustments just for improvements and, you know, for cooking methods. Um, this was 2008 that I started making salsa. And I felt the results from the salsa had such a wonderful flavor in combination of all the vegetables that it really was different than the typical restaurant salsa or especially the ones you'd get on your shelf. I mean, I grew up on, you know, the shelf salsa, like the paste stuff. So, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I feel, I feel well, well-rounded in that regard. And, you know, the name angry bear came from the sense of, you know, I would go somewhere and after making, you know, our salsa and then go somewhere else. And I would notice that it just wasn't quite up to the par that I had put on myself. And, and so it kind of came, developed the name, you know, this bear is angry because it's not up to the potential that it could be. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I really wanted to, to pull from that name. And then over the years since then, I got more and more into food. I wanted to open a restaurant. Um, I got married and, and my wife, Sally, you know, we both were on the same page. Um, and we were fortunate enough to start traveling the world. You know, we went to Asia, we went to Mexico and uh, all over the U.S. And during these times, you know, we experienced very simple ingredients used in ways that I was upset with myself for not knowing before. You know, it's this food is a gym. Um, you know, you were just talking about uh, Kanto. Their food is absolutely amazing. Um, I'll call out their drunken noodles. Um, I, every time I smell it, I need nice it. Shout out. <laughs> so, yeah, and it, it's, it's really wonderful food quality. And I wanted to say, OK, let's take simple ingredients and make something that we think is just absolutely delicious. And something, you know, again, the, what's the potential of food? What's the potential of all these mm -hmm. ingredients mixed together? And, and a lot of it is the care that you take, putting it together, um, and then just trying to find ways to take your image and bring it to people in front of them in a plate. Um, 
And it was kind of a twofold scenario because when I was in Asia and Mexico, you know, unfortunately, I saw a tremendous amount of poverty. I saw a mm. tremendous amount of, of situations that just, I mean, I, I don't know how to describe it, it really impacted me. And, um, and I wanted to do more than just drive around and look at them and, or feel bad. So part of that mission carries with me today in opening this restaurant. Um, I'm partnering with local food banks and other volunteer organizations in Denver to help make sure that no food goes to waste first and foremost. Um, I want to design a business model that we don't throw stuff away. I, I worked at places like, like very famous coffee shops that everyone knows. And the, the amount of waste that they do has stuck right. with me to this day. And, and so I want to I want to be a change where I can be in this regard. So high quality food. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like the the Tex-Mex fajitas everyone's familiar with. So I said, OK, let's let's take that. Let's make it higher quality ingredients and, you know, less greasy, uh, something easier to take to go with you. Uh, so I feel like I kind of made a trifecta of success and, and i hope that other people are impacted positively by it good i love that I, I love how there's this 360 degree view of doing something that we know in a way that's so uniquely you and your experience and your journey and sally's journey and how those things come together i think that's important one of the things that like really got me is like the the angry bear i am the same way sometimes either when i have something i'm just like why why? Why did that end up being that? It had so much potential. And then the flip side, when I have something that I feel like, why didn't anybody tell me about this? Like, where the hell has this been my entire life? I think of uh, Andrew Parr, one of our partners, introduced me to Secret Stadium Sauce, a very like Wisconsin thing. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Why don't I know about this? Why did it take all these years for me to get this into my into my cupboard? So I think there's there's something there where like when you are introduced some, to something new, you want to introduce it to other. I also like this dynamic that we talked about where it's like you start as this angry bear because you're like, damn it, I expect more. I want more. I know we can do more, both from a quality standpoint, from introducing people to, to new models of business, of reducing waste, flavor, culture, all of that. But also taking people from being that angry bear to being that happy bear. We've talked about that a little bit because at some point when you get that thing that is so purely like an expression of what you truly wanted, God, it's it's a beautiful thing. So I really appreciate you bringing that to the forefront. Uh, and salsa, what a great way salsa is to reduce waste because you can really use all the way to the end, the ugly vegetables as well as something you can use those, those ugly peppers and those ugly carrots that never make it to the shelves. You can absolutely use those. Mark, I'm excited about what you have going here and uh, appreciate how much passion you have for it. So we'll let you get to it. I see you're in the kitchen. looks like Sally is, is trying to kick you out of there because you got work to do. So thanks so much for, for everything you're doing. And please, everybody, check out Angry Bear. There we go. There's there's the real boss there. Sally, good okay. to see you. All right, everybody. That is uh, Mark and Sally from Angry Bear. Have a great day. Thank you. Cheers. All right, everybody. That is it for this episode. That is part three of three. You have been introduced uh, to the tenants of Chef Ready. And, uh, you know, each of them has their 250, 300 square foot kitchen. You saw there that they can bring their vision their passion, their culture, their experience, their entrepreneurial hustle to life. Love the model of the virtual kind of food hall 
kitchen model where there's those incubator spaces where somebody can get in there and be able to sign a short-term lease and bring their concept to life, test new concepts. Uh, I'm a big believer in there's a huge way to create hospitality, bringing those concepts to life and bringing them into your home. So that's it for this episode. This was Besser Podcast 354. We were talking launching and marketing a virtual kitchen concept with Chef Ready and all of the Chef Ready tenants. That's it. Appreciate you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.